What up? My name is Lindsey Melton Jr. Thank you for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. This is the True North Podcast. What up? Back again. Um, listen, thanks so much for listening to this episode. One thing that last week taught me, oh my God, there were several things that last week taught me. Um, just, um, and if you haven't listened to, um, the episode called something has to break, um, please go back and listen to it. Not just for my benefit, but for your benefit and everyone in the world that, um, is a different ethnicity of you than you different ethnicity than you you know i was beating myself up because i'm like the audio quality sucks it's trash nobody's gonna want to hear this and sure enough i had more people listen to that episode um than you know previous episodes um that i thought were like you know top notch i'm a i have to give you this quote and then i'll be able to explain it um i never before i give you the quote yes i know i'm a leader some days I struggle with seeing myself as a leader, but like now I'm moving into this area where like, okay, in order to do what God has called me to do, like eventually I have to become an influencer. Now, when I say influencer, I'm not talking about somebody that sits up on Instagram and like influences the culture and, you know, has 20,000 followers. I'm not looking for that. That's a headache. That's a nightmare job because at the, like at, at one single swipe, it could all be gone. Let that marinate for a minute. But I'm called to be an influencer for the kingdom of God. And Craig Groeschel, pastor of Life Church, he says this, quote, you know you have influence when you speak and people respond, end quote. You know you have influence when you speak and people respond. The episode called Something to Break, I spoke and you guys responded like, crazy amount of response some like uh, but at the end of the day like I'm like what the heck is going on okay God I guess um you've been doing a work within me um that I just did not see you do so it's crazy not saying I'm there yet because I'm not okay but it um it was a good um it was a good temperature check for me to kind of see internally like okay we're, we're moving in a, we're moving in the right direction i've been doing a series of episodes based off of michael jordan's the last dance that have been on for the last few weeks um and i've taken those episodes what i've learned those episodes applied them to um ministry um parenting um marriage um business life in general, whatever. And of course, because this is true north, we take all that and we navigate it on the path that lands you and I at the heart of God. With that being said, let's get started. So the toughest opponent you will ever face in your life is the person that you see when you look in the mirror. The toughest opponent you will ever face in your life is the person that you see when you look in the mirror. You know, the person you see in the mirror, they see everything. And spoiler alert, it's you. You are your toughest opponent. You are your worst critic. You are um, you are your biggest rival. Ooh, let that marinate. You're your biggest rival. You are, I mean, like, yeah. 
you are the toughest opponent you will ever face because guess what? Nobody can cut you down like you can. Wow. That wasn't in the notes, but you better take that. Nobody can cut you down like you can. Nobody can um, ride a, a surfboard on the wave of your insecurities like you can. Nobody. Nobody can do that but you. Nobody can do that greater than you. I can't. Man, listen, I have problems with different people, but at the end of the day, they cannot... Um, they cannot play the strings of my heart. They cannot play the insecurity strings of my heart like I can. Check this out. James Clear, which person I quote a lot. James Clear says this. He says, creative ideas happen when you stop thinking about what others will think. Woo, that's definitely for me. So creativity, creativity, creative ideas, they happen when you stop thinking about what everyone else will think. And I can attest to this. Um, last last week, had something happen. Had a project that I was working on, and for once, I didn't worry about what um, this one person who, like, I mentally I've given a lot of power to um, that I shouldn't should have never given. But anyways, I did not worry about what this person would say. And y'all, I killed it. Not only was I myself, but I mean like. Like I said in the episode before, something has to break. You know, success is what you can do with your eyes closed. Eyes closed all day. Buckets. Mama, there goes that man. Straight buckets, all right? That's all you need to know. But, so think about it. If you if you are struggling being creative, you got to stop worrying about what every, how everybody else would do what you're trying to do. Ooh, ooh. You got to stop worrying about how everybody else would do what you are trying to do. Now, I'm not saying, you know, don't, don't, you know, search and look and see, oh, like, they're doing it this way. That's kind of good. No, I'm I'm not saying you can't do that. But at the end of the day, you can't put your, your, you can't put all uh, 100% stock in everybody else's um, validation on what you are doing. You can't do it. In episode seven of The Last Dance, um, they talked about, spoiler alert, Michael Jordan's playing baseball, which I've been waiting to get to this because I'm like, it's never been the greatest part of his career. But at the same time, after watching that, and when I explain it to you, you're going to be like, whoa. So <clears throat> the media rode MJ for playing baseball because compared to his basketball career, it was very suspect. All right, let's just be honest. And what I want to talk about is he, There, there's one point where, they showed last night where um, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated and like he was missing a pitch. I mean, and it wasn't like it wasn't like a near miss. It was it was like a mile wide. It wasn't that long, but it was. Yeah, it was very bad. The interviewer asked him, said, hey, you know, how did you feel about that? And he's like, well, you know, I was tipped off because they never came and approached me and asked me, what's your reasoning behind you playing baseball? He said, if you would have just come and talked to me. And got to know my heart about it. You still could have posted the picture, but at least we would have had a conversation and all things would have been fair versus, you know, you just assuming I wanted to do this random thing. He said, but at the end of the day, you know, it was just noise because I had already talked to my father about it and he was okay with it. Therefore, I was going to do it. And I'm like, whoa, I, I even paused the, uh, I even paused the, um, the show. I was like, he found validation in his decision because his father co-signed on it. Now let this marinate for a minute. It wasn't his best friend. It wasn't his coach. It was his father. 
the one he had the same DNA. If you were lacking strength, then you need to go get validated from your heavenly father. The reason I say heavenly father versus physical father, because at the end of the day, our physical fathers are human. You know, you may be listening to this and you don't know who your father is, or you may be listening to this and your father was abusive or your father, you're, at the end of the day, your father just wasn't perfect. Trust me, I've been there. I know. But somebody that is perfect is God. God. Seek validation from him. You don't need everybody's approval to do what God put you on this earth to do. Wow. You, yes, I'm talking to you. You do not need everyone's approval to do what God has put you on this earth to do. In episode eight, after Michael had scratched the itch to play baseball, he told his agent that he wanted to return to basketball. So his agent wrote a few speeches but, uh, but MJ, he wasn't really feeling. The words accurately reflected how he wanted to communicate his feelings. So his agent was like, okay, Mike, here you go. Like He gave him a pen and a pad. He said, okay, write, write how you want that statement to go, how, what you want to say in the press conference. In my favorite. All right, this is so savage. You ready? He wrote two words. I'm back. Just that. And later at the press conference, I'm back. I'm back. Lindsay, what does that have to do with me? Everything. Because he knew how his heart felt about the decision he was making. Nobody else did. Therefore, he did not lean on anybody else to reflect what he knew deep within him. Listen, when God gives you an idea... Don't run to somebody else trying to get them to reflect it. Yes, it's cool to get people to help you um, carry out the project. But the very the, the very bones of it, the very, hey, should I do this? If God gave it to you, do it. If God gave you those kids, which he did, then like be be like the best parent on the earth. Parenthood at 100% is you being present emotionally, mentally, physically. You being present. And when you're present, your child will always know without a shadow of doubt that you are in their corner. in the first round after losing to the magic MJ's trainer told him to call him whenever he was ready to get back in shape because he would assume that MJ was going to take a few weeks off months off whatever you know so he told him to say hey just call me when you're ready when you are ready to get back in shape and then we'll come up with the regiment plan and we'll execute it and MJ told him okay I'll see you tomorrow no, he didn't want a break. He didn't want, after losing, instead of taking time to say, woe is me, instead of taking time to have a pity parade, you know, and shut and shut everything down emotionally, instead, he's like, no, nah, I'll see you tomorrow. NJ's explanation, this, and I wrote this down, it was so cool. His explanation was, um, if you're going to sit down for three hours out of your day, to watch me on TV. 
I have an obligation to give you my best all the time. So I want you to think about this. What you do, the things that you do, who's dependent on you doing what you do? If you're a parent, obviously that means you have kids dependent on you to be the dad, to be their dad or their mom. If you are an employee, then that means that there is a whole company that is dependent on you to do what you do. If you are in ministry, oh, I mean, the there is a lot of people dependent on you to walk the walk, talk the talk, and echo the heart of God in a way that they can understand and not flock to you, but run to the feet of Jesus. And the list goes on. What do you do best? Not just what do you do best, but what do you do? And who all is dependent on you doing what you do? So therefore, you are obligated to give them the best all the time. You are. My my kids don't want um, a spazzed out, cracked out, absent father. They want the daddy. You know, that's the thing we have in our house when we're playing and like I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hunker down. That's the country coming out of me. I'll, I'll bend down and I'll look at them. I'll, my knees are on the one knees on the floor and one's one's bent. And I'm like, you want the daddy? You want the daddy? And they all start screaming. Ah! We just and we go and we wrestle and we roll around in the floor. We hug, we kiss, we laugh. They want. They want, when it comes to me, they want the daddy. They want me to be on their level, present with them, pouring all my love and affection on them. And likewise, that's what God wants us to be like. He wants us with him, our love and affection on him, our worship to him. But also, we reflect God when we give our all in the areas that he's placed us in. So let me give you my music recommendation. And uh, originally I was going to say something else, like I was going to give you a different recommendation, but um, I got sad about not referring to you this certain song. And me and my wife, we have this, uh, we, we have many ways to make decisions, but like when we're truly stuck, we're like, Okay, pick, just pick one. Say it's like one, say it's like three different things. Just pick one. And then whatever you get sad about not doing, that's what you truly wanted to do. So therefore, you go with that one. So, and that's what happened with this. I wanted to recommend song A, but then I got sad about song B. So song B is what I'm going to recommend to you. And it is called Never Have I Ever by Hillsong Young and Free. Never, never have I ever, ever found a love. Definitely check it out. Never Have I Ever by Hillsong Young and Free. 
Thank you so much for listening. Look, do me a favor. Go on um, SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts and comment um, how much you like this episode, how much you like the podcast. Um, even if it's helped you in any way, write that in the comments. Um, not because I need validation from you, but because it encourages other people to check out the podcast. Um, because at the end of the day, our truest validation only should come from God. All right. Remember that. That's a bar. Um, listen. After you've done that, go into your contacts on your phone, find at least one, two, or three people, and share this episode with them and title in the text message, hey, bruh, you got to listen to this. Or if it's a girl, hey, girl, you got to listen to this. It's really good. So thanks so much for listening. Be back next week.